Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. We're back and better than ever. All eyes are on the gridiron as teams are back on to start another football season. As always, Bet Online is your number one spot for all the pro and college football action this season. With a new updated site and interface, even more odds, props, and contests, Bet Online continues to be the number one source for everything football. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today to receive your 100% welcome bonus. That's double your initial deposit just for signing up. Don't forget to use promo code NFL100. Bet online, the fastest and easiest way to bet all your favorite sports. At the 50, at the 10, at the 5, still going. my friends this is your host Kyrie Demos and welcome back to another edition of Bullseye the UB Bulls football podcast today we've got a great guest on starting quarterback for the Bulls Kyle Vantrese how's it going today Kyle it's going good how are you I'm good I'm good I'm glad I could check in with you and you know obviously you guys are super busy during the season and you know it's a topsy-turvy practice schedule We're practicing in the morning and you know getting lifts and meetings and things like that in but glad you guys were able to make a little bit of time um you know especially with you know the um, Ohio game coming up this week but you know before we get to the Ohio matchup you know just wanted to ask you a little bit about last week's game with Kent State you know obviously a tough result um you know for you guys it seemed like you know, things really were, it's been streaky, you know, had some stagnant moments in the second half, you guys got real hot and then, you know, things didn't really um, come together in, in, in the fourth quarter there. Just, you know, thoughts on the game overall and just, um, you know, where you guys are sitting at right now. Yeah. I mean, again, like you said, it was a tough outcome. Um, but, you know, when you look at the game as a whole, um, you know, we really played one quarter of collectively really good football as a team. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the first half, it was kind of, you know, they, we couldn't get too much going offensively. Um, moved the ball decently, but just couldn't finish. Um, and then, you know, they, they were very explosive, obviously. Um, third quarter, you know, we came out and absolutely exploded. And, you know, that just shows what we're capable of. Um, but it's the consistency factor right now. And then, um, maintaining that throughout 60 minutes of a football game and finishing, um, you know, and, you know, like I said, we, we show what we are capable of now. It's just putting those pieces together and doing it all the time. Most definitely. And, you know, for those out there, you know, this was Kyle's, um, in terms of total yardage on the season, his season high with 286, 237 pass and 49 rushing. But obviously that's secondary to the result. And I know you would have liked those stats to come in a win. Um, but, you know, just thinking about some of the positives, um, especially on the offensive side, um, you guys really were able to get the running game going. Obviously, I mentioned your 49 rushing yards, but um, 312 as a team. 
you know, seeing uh, Ron Cook get 110 total and um, Dylan McDuffie, another uh, strong performance. So, you know, for you to be able to have those guys in the backfield, you know, three guys who really have been able to be leaned on all season um, and especially, you know, obviously everybody knew about um, smoke coming into the season, but, you know, outside of what Kevin Marks has done, you know, the, um, Dylan and, and uh, Ron have stepped up. Just thoughts on what the backfield has um, contributed to the offense so far. I mean, yeah, like people call it the three-headed monster, and we've got three backs that can get the job done and that can be a starter at many different programs across the country. Um, You know, they all bring a little bit different stuff to the table, um, and that just spices the offense up a little bit more. Um, You know, but really credit to the offensive line up front in the pass game and the rush game, um, really opening holes for them, moving guys, um, being relentless, you know, throwing their body around because, you know, the games are won in the trenches, and, I mean, you know, they're doing a really good job right now. We just got to, uh, you know, help them out a little bit on the outside, on the defensive side, special teams, and like I said, put it all together. But uh, having those guys back there in pass pro, uh, running the ball, opening up the pass game, it's super beneficial. Most definitely. And, you know, I'm glad you, you mentioned the offensive line. You know, I know that was something that a lot of people were just – had questions about coming in, you know, just knowing that, you know, a guy like um, Coyote Awasika had graduated and, you know, thinking about um, uh, you guys' center um, transferring and everything like that. So just seeing what those guys have put together, um, being able to protect you and, like you said, leading the way for the running game, you know, what what are your thoughts on what the O-line has been able to do so far? Everything they, they have done right now is a testament to the guys in that room and the leaders in that room um, mm-hmm. who have stepped up with, you know, you know, people leaving and really taking a taking a hold of the young guys and got them going. Um, you know, obviously we've got a couple of guys that have, are getting their first their first snaps at the beginning of the season, and you know they've improved so much already. Um, but you know, really, it's just their mindset and their attitude of you know going out every game and um, you know dominating the guy across from them, and that's the kind of mentality you got to have as an offensive lineman, and you know. Uh, this offense really relies on them to be a you know a firm foundation for us. Most definitely, and you know, obviously, offensively, you can't do anything if you know if there's not a a great um, coach leading the way. And you know, we I know we mentioned it, or you mentioned it a little bit when we talked at media day. You know, with Coach Montgomery's offense, and you know how it was an offense that you were really excited about because it was similar to the system that you ran in high school. So, you know, six games in now, you know what. What would you say is your favorite aspect of the offense um, now that you're um, roughly halfway through the season? Yeah, I mean, like I said um, at Media Day, really enjoy the way he calls the offense, um, his philosophy going into a game week, into a game plan. Um, it's 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 a little it's a lot similar to kind of how I had it in high school. Um, you know, obviously across football concepts and things of that nature are going to be very consistent with each other but the, the philosophy of how you call a game is um where the you know the difference is happening coach montgomery does a great job of spicing things up um getting the ball to playmakers um you know making uh, the quarterbacks read making us run if we need it um, um but you know every play that he calls we're, we're we're thinking it's the best play that that's being at the moment and um you know offensively that's the, men- the mentality you got to have that every play is going to be the best play and the best play is also the next play. Um, so, you know, we're, we're, we're still gelling together, you know, six games is, it's definitely a great foundation, but we're, we're still figuring out a little bit of the kinks. Um, and I'm excited to, you know, uh, watch it as it continues to progress forward. 
Most definitely. Yeah. You know, we'll definitely all be watching and we wish you luck in that um, being able to gel and come together and, you know, right the ship. I know uh, I've talked with you and Coach Mo and some of the guys about it before. You know, obviously it's it's tough to be where you guys are record wise, but your guys's record, I don't think is indicative of the type of team that you guys have just because, you know, a few bounces here or there, you know, things could be different on both sides of the ball. Um, you know, and just talking about gelling. You know, I know I've met, I've talked with you about him before, but, you know, Keon Williams just continues to shine uh, for this team. And, you know, he's leading the Mac currently with 551 receiving yards. And, you know, obviously you guys have been able to develop a strong rapport. So for you, you know, what was it like to be able to start developing with him over the summer? And, you know, obviously he transferred over from Eastern Michigan. So, you know, what was that process like to be able to get on the same page, be able to start building some chemistry, you know, especially knowing that he was going to be such a, um, you know, a, um, a valued piece of this offense? Yeah, when he came in, um, you know, I heard heard a little bit about him. I had obviously played against him earlier, but haven't really thought about it too much. Um you know, looking at looking at some of his stats and thinking back to the games that uh, we played Eastern Michigan, you know, he's a playmaker. He's done a lot of good things for them. And, you know, getting him to be a part of this program was huge for this offense and huge for this program and huge for this team. Um, you know, not only is he a great athlete and a great playmaker, but he's a great teammate. And that's something that, you know, it's it's second to none. You know, you got to be the best. You got to be a better teammate um, You know, because that's what you're going to get remembered for. How How do you, you know, what is the legacy that you leave behind? And, you know, he, he's a hard worker. He um, is a great leader. He's a great addition to the receiver room. Um, guys like Dominic Johnson and uh, Giovanni Ruiz and all the young guys, Porter Porter, Marlon Johnson, and all those freshmen, um, you know, they've really welcomed him in. And, um, you know, it's been a really uh, well-reciprocated um, feeling. And, you know, it, it, that's a testament to the wide receiver room, and they're, they're doing a great job of uh, making plays and getting open and uh, catching balls. Uh, but, you know, having a weapon like that on the outside, it's, it's super awesome. And, um, you know, we've seen some good things come from him, but I still don't think that we've seen his best games. Yeah. And I'm excited to watch that happen. Yeah, no doubt. You know, he's um, been phenomenal. I think in of the six games, I think he's had over 85 yards on five occasions. So, you know, the guy just keeps producing. And, you know, I, I'm sure it's fun to work with a guy like that on the field, but off the field has to make that that much easier. Like you said, when it's someone who's doing the things um, that he needs to do to be able to handle business. So. Um, you know, just switching gears a little bit, you know, for you, Kyle, to come from Ohio and, you know, growing up in a football state like that, you know, just just take us through your experience coming up with the game of football. You know, when did you first start playing and, you know, how did that lead to you um, ending up here at UB? Yeah, I mean, my entire life, football has been a part of it. My dad is coach football, you know, for as long as I can remember. And, you know, um, I would go and be the ball boy on his sidelines um, at his high school where he was coaching. And, you know, I just like being around those football players, being around those guys, being around the coaches, um, even mm -hmm. from a young age. And then as I, you know, was able to play tackle football, started at second grade, I think, tackle football. Um, okay. And then played all the way through. I played a lot of different positions, played a lot of defense, you know. Mm -hmm. um, at one point I was the fastest guy around, but, you know, everybody, you know, matured and grew and, uh so I could play, I could move around a lot. Um, but you know, quarterback ended up, I always knew I wanted to be a quarterback on the offensive mm -hmm. side of the ball. So, you know, that was something that, 
you know, kind of, uh, helped me form an identity for myself on the football field and then getting into high school. Um, you know, I had a great, great, uh, head coach, Mark Norrie, great quarterback coach, uh, Martin Potter, um, mm-hmm. who really, you know, put a lot of time and effort into me and, and my successes in this team and my high school team and our successes. Um, you know, Northeast Ohio is a very a highly touted football area, football region. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a lot of really good football there and Friday night lights. I'll, I'll always say this till the day I die. There's nothing like it, especially in Northeast Ohio. Um, you know, you could, you could go to any one game. doesn't matter records or, um, uh, you know, you know, value or, uh, you know, quality of team, it's going to be some good football. And, um, you know, you know, my junior year, we, we, uh, we had a really good run. We went 13 and one Austin mm-hmm. state semifinals. Um, but uh, you know, I'll never forget this game because that state semifinal game, there was almost 15, 20,000 people in the stands, um, wow. which for high school game, that's a lot. Uh, but you know, it, it, it was, it was a lot of fun to be a part of that culture. Um, you know, and the amount of love that Northeast Ohio has for football. And then obviously, you know, I played well enough. I put in the work, um, my fam, my mom and dad supported me. My brother and sister supported me so uh, enough where I could have the opportunity to get a scholarship to come to the UB. No doubt. And, you know, just, just talking about that, you know, like you mentioned, Ohio is definitely one of the uh, most revered football states in the country. And for you to be as successful as of a player as you were with, uh, uh, is it Stoneman Row? Yeah, Stoneman Row. So just thinking about your career with you being an all-state player and, um, and everything like that. And, you know, what was that experience like, especially, especially like, you know, considering, like you said, you know, the area that you come from, you know, I'm sure there were a, a numerous other division one talents that you got to go up against and, um, you know, just being able to um, make your way. To, and also, I'm oh, sorry, uh, just going off of that, um, you know, what were some of the other schools that you were considering? Yeah. I mean, playing around in, the, uh, around the area in Northeast Ohio, you know, there's going to be a lot of great competition. Um, Mm -hmm. but you know that I was surrounded by a great, uh, you know, a great team, great coaching staff, like I mentioned, um, Mm -hmm. uh, a lot of playmakers who were able to, you know, open up the game for me. Um, coach Potter, he really slowed the game down mentally for me in high school, which I think Mm -hmm. is what took me above and beyond at the high school level. And, um, Mm -hmm. ultimately got me to where I'm at. Um, but, you know, uh, coming out of uh, really, I think my first offer was summer going into junior year from the University of Cincinnati. Um, gotcha. And then I had really the majority of the Mac and Marshall were all of my uh, FBS offers. And, you know, you know, recruiting is a wild process. You can't you can't an- uh, anticipate anything, really. Um, you just got to do your due diligence on schools, on uh, mm-hmm. programs, on coaches on um, situations and things are going to unfold how they unfold and you have to go with the flows. And, you know, I would say, you know, going into my recruitment, Buffalo was an afterthought. I hadn't really thought about them. You know, I didn't really know about them. Um, But I remember my first visit, me and my dad walked on campus, we walked into the facilities and met the people and we were very shocked what we saw. And, um, you know, that hasn't changed that, that shocking feeling of the kind of people, the, the area, the football facility, the amount of uh, love that this, this city has for football, um, especially, you know, the bills, but, uh, um, you know, everything that happened happened for a reason. And I'm, I'm super blessed to be where I'm at today and I wouldn't change a thing. 
Yeah, that's awesome. I love to hear that. And yeah, you know, I think that's what's, especially for my, someone like myself who was born and raised here, like that's always something that we try to preach to people is like, you know, it's a tight knit community. It's a family feel um, with the environment here. So, you know, I'm glad that you were able to, you know, come become a part of that culture and, you know, take that on and really have, you know, set yourself apart in it. Um, and, you, and, you know, just talking about you getting to UB, you know, obviously you commit or um, you enrolled in 2017 and everything. And for you, you know, you've, you got to see, you know, two um, quarterbacks like Tyree Jackson, obviously record setting guy and uh, Drew Anderson um, you know, from that wild game uh, against Western Michigan a few years back. So, you know, what was it like for you to come in and learn and especially have two uh, guys like that, um, you know, as, as veterans to be able to show you the ropes? Yeah. Um, I mean, they, they really taught me a lot, um, you know, coming in in January of 17, um, kind of getting thrown into the fire, thrown into the team and the culture um, right there, right there, right then and there. And um, getting into spring ball, having to learn mm-hmm. things pretty quickly. Didn't get a summer um, before I had to start the, the practices where I can just, you know, learn the mental side of it. Um, you know, they, they really helped me with, focusing on the little things and focusing on the things that I can control. Um, and then that, that fall, obviously I got to, got the opportunity to play because of uh, injuries and, you know, I, I didn't play great, but that moment, that was that game and a half that I got to get into the game, um, in, in valuable playing time is it, it was so eye opening for me on this and learning the speed of the game and how, uh, you know, people move, you know, everybody's bigger, everybody's faster and everybody's stronger. Um, you know, and that really set me up for a lot of success. And then the following year watching Tyree, uh, um, and just, just learning from him, learning his habits, his techniques, things that he did to, uh, you know, be successful. Uh, I really just kind of noted all of that and, and tried to copy that in my own way to make it my own. Um, and you know, my, my journey at UB has definitely been an odd one, you know, you know, got, got in the field as punter, uh, and then came back out as a quarterback and, um, so, you know, again, all the, all the adversity that I've been through, it's, it's been, um, it's been, a, it's been a fun journey. It's a testament to the people around me because they've supported me all the entire way. Um, my teammates, my family, my coaches. Um, yeah, it's, it's been a lot of fun. Yeah. I'm glad you, you brought that up. You know, obviously, um, you know, once Tyree decided to enter the draft in uh, 2019, you know, the, the quarterback competition was open um, between yourself and Matt Myers. And, you know, I know Matt won the job out of training camp, but eventually you were able to take over. And like you said, you know, for you to still make your way into the field as a punter, but before you, you know, took over the starting gig. So for you, you know, what was that like um, being able to, you know, say, hey, you know what? I'm just going to try to find a role for myself, whatever it is, whatever way I can get my, myself onto the field. And also, too, you know, just talking about um, yourself and Matt Myers, you know, the fact that, yes, you guys did have that quarterback competition and you guys have been the the top two quarterbacks on the Bulls roster for the last uh, three seasons now. So, you know, what what's the relationship like between you guys? Yeah, that, uh, you know, that after, you know, they announced him as a starting quarterback, my, mm-hmm. you know, a lot of people would all go right into the portal um, you know, they would shut down. They would just, you know, not want to be there. They would, you know, make a whole bunch of excuses, but you know, my mindset and this is the way that I've been raised by my mom and dad was just do it, control what you can control. Um, and, and don't leave any doubts, uh, and, and do what you have to do, um, 
to help the team. And that was my mindset is I'm going to do whatever I can to get on the field to, you know, help this team be successful. And at that moment in time, it was punting. And you know, I had some experience in high school doing that, but you know, I was more than happy to get out there and, and, and do what I could uh, to help the team. Um, and then, yeah, like you said, uh, you know, me and Matt have been here for a while now together and, you know, uh, we both got to sit behind uh, Tyree that, 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 uh, the 10 and four year. And then we've mm-hmm. been through a lot together. And, uh, I mean, he's, he, that's a brother for life. I mean, you know, we, we, we've been through a lot. We spend so much time together in the facility. We hang out out of the facility. Um, you know, we got a lot of similarities, but, uh, you know, he's a great guy, great family. Um, you know, you know we get along real well and I, I'm real thankful for our friendship. That's amazing. And, you know, I'm glad you brought that up because, you know, I just feel like from the outside looking in, people always think, oh, those two guys are in a competition, they're in a battle, whatever. And, you know, more times than not, you guys, like you said, haven't spent that much time together. You know, you guys do, do develop a strong bond. And yes, it is competition. But at the end of the day, like you guys are teammates, you guys are brothers for life. And you know, I'm, I'm glad that you guys have taken that approach, because like you said, I know some guys that, you know, would get a little um, PO'd and would want to transfer, you know, if, if one was in, um, more of a reserve role than the other. So, you know, I'm glad you guys have taken that approach. Yeah. I mean, um, you know, the, the competition level, I think that level of competition is, is, is based on the friendship that we have, um, Mm -hmm. and the culture that we have in this program, you know, Mm -hmm. um, competition breeds competition, you know, the more you compete, the more that other people are want to get going to want to get, get involved. Um, mm-hmm. And, you know, that's only strengthened our, our friendship and our relationship. And because we're always trying to, you know, compete with each other, we're always trying to do better than each other. But again, that that's that's the nature of the business. That's the nature of the game. And um, mm-hmm. that's why it's so much fun, because you can compete with your friends on the field and then go back in the locker room and, you know, crack jokes and have fun with them. For sure. Yeah. Competition breeds success. You know, it's all a part of the game. Um, Just, you know, talking about you taking over that starting gig at the quarterback position now, you know, in 2019, you guys were able to break through, you know, and lead the program to its first bowl win. You know, just thoughts on being able to do that and then leading into, you know, some of the success of the uh, 2020 campaign. Yeah. I mean, we we had a collective group of uh, really hardworking individuals that came together for Mm -hmm. a you know, a cause that was, that hadn't been done here. And that was, a uh, you know, win a bowl game. And the guys that we had on this team in 2019 to get that done, you know, well, that'll go down in history here at UB. And I was super blessed to be a part of that. And, um, you know, we, we, we found a way to get the job done and, you know, everything that happened, everything that, that transpired that season put us where we were. Um, like I said, we just, and we just focused on the things that you can control. You can control the controllable. And, um, uh, that's what we did. And, you know, I love those guys. And, um, you know, that's something that we've been trying to replicate every year since. And we did last year and now we have to do it this year. I'm sorry for the technical difficulties, folks, but yeah, just was, you know, talking a little bit about the 2020 season. Um, it was things looked murky early on, uh, due to the co uh, the coronavirus and, um, just the pandemic, you know, really, I mean, obviously college football changed, the world changed, um, you know, once it struck, but, you know, for you, what was the process? Like, you know, you go from, you know, going through spring ball to, okay, we're going home for a little bit to, wow, okay, we're probably not going to be back on campus for a while to, 
all right, we might not even have a season to, okay, we're, you know, doing all these things and we end up playing in the MAC championship game and, you know, winning another bowl game. So just, you know, what was 2020 like for you and, you know, how you were able to help navigate the team through that process? I mean, it was hectic and, um, you know, spring ball was, we got through nine practices and then, um, Mm -hmm. you know, they cut it uh, and they sent everybody home, you know, right after spring break. So that that was, that was strange. We didn't know exactly what was going on. Mm -hmm. Nobody really did. Um, and you know, we, we, our coaches gave us a, uh, a plan to do for workouts at home. You know, they, they made sure we were, you know, staying in the playbook. We had meetings on zoom, uh, made sure we were staying on top of our classes. And then, you know, we really anticipated, um, as things started coming down just a little bit after the first, you know, week or so week or two of, you know, the mania, um, uh, you know, there was a little bit of a schedule, a little bit of a grasp of what might happen. And we had, they gave us a couple of uh, examples of what could happen. And we had to be prepared for all of them. We ended up coming back, uh, on campus. It was mid to late, uh, June for summer workouts. And that was, that was strange because our summer workouts, we, we got, uh, split up into groups of eight, you know, on a team of a hundred. That's, you know, it's kind of, uh, it's kind of, you know, it's kind of small right. when you're used to living with, you know, 30 guys. Uh, but you know, we had to do what we had to do. We had to wear masks. We had to do all these different, you know, protocols, uh, for COVID. Um, and then getting into the season. Yeah. I mean, you know, we, 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 we didn't know what the heck was going on. We didn't know if we were going to have a season or not. And then we were obviously the first one that canceled the season. And that was hard because, you know, you put in all this work in the off season preparing for a season. And then they tell you and they, that they're taking it all away. And, um, you watch other conferences, you know, do the same thing. And then you watch conferences not do it. Mm-hmm. And that was hard. Um, you know, but throughout the entire process, we, uh, you know, as, as a team, we had to just, you know, keep the communication with, with everybody going, you know, may, r- remind everybody that, you know, we're still here for a reason. Remind everybody that, you know, we're still a part of a team and we, you know, we got to maintain this culture and this brotherhood mm-hmm. no matter where we are in the country, because, um, once they let us come back, it's, it's, you know, it's time to go. Uh, there's no, there's no time to waste. And, um, when they announced that we were going to have a season, that's exactly what the mindset was. Um, you know, we got a little, like a month of school and, and just lifting before mm-hmm. the season. And then we got into fall camp and then the season. And, um, yeah, we were testing, uh, COVID a lot throughout the season. So that, 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 uh, made the schedule a little bit difficult. Um, but you know, the season was, it was different. You, you only played max schools, mm-hmm. you know, we, we started off really well and we got some max championship, couldn't get it done. Went to a bowl game, got it done. Um, finished the year well on a, on a win. Um, obviously that, that game hurts a lot. And now that's the second game that I've been to in that stadium and haven't come out on top. Mm-hmm. Um, so, um, you know, a lot of whirlwind of emotions, whirlwind of, uh, you know, thought processes, but you know, it's where it, it's put us where we are. Yeah, most definitely. And, you know, for you guys to be able to get your first AP, uh, ranking, you know, finishing in the top 25 as well. So it was a tremendous season, you know, and for it to be something that was looking like it was going to be taken away is, is crazy too. So, you know, 
hats off to you guys for being able to put that together. And, you know, a major, major factor in that was obviously you handing the ball off to number 26 last season. And for you to have a front row seat to, you know, an All-American running back and, you know, seeing some of the things um, Jared Patterson put together, obviously the 409-yard game and eight touchdowns. and um, But just, you know, the tremendous career that he put together um, to be able to cap it off the way he did. You know, what was that like for you to be able to have someone so dominant um, like that behind you? You know, um, it was really cool. When he when he came in, um, I was here for – I had been here for a year, and mm-hmm. he came in and got right to work in spring ball, and everyone kind of just saw what he was doing and saw what he was capable of. Um, and we all knew at some point that he was going to, you know, explode. And that year he, he kind of stepped into a role throughout the season and he started getting more carries and ended up having a thousand yards, um, without really even playing the first couple games and, and meaningful time. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was, it was really special to be, uh, to be able to see that, that, um, Jared Patterson really unfold as a player and as a, as a leader and a person. Um, but at the same time, I wasn't shocked by it because of the amount of work he puts in mm-hmm. and, you know, as you follow his career, especially into where he's at now with the uh, the fo- Washington football team, it's the same story. Everybody sees the work he's putting in. Nobody's really shocked if you're really there every day watching him put in the work. Um, and you know, I'm not. I'm so happy for his, the opportunities he's gotten, um, and I'm excited to see how he can, you know, make things shake in the league. Yeah, for sure. You know, you know, it's crazy to think like, um, you know, just one of the craziest things in the preseason was like all the buzz that he was getting and, Oh, you know, this is a guy that you guys should be keeping an eye out for. But it's like, man, if you guys only knew we we've seen this for years at this point, um, you know, he's definitely, obviously he, he brings it to the table on the field, but what he does every day off the field, I think just puts him in that position. So, you know, we definitely wish him luck. Um, you know, just switching gears a little bit, you know, you've been able to see two different eras now with UB. You know, you obviously came in in the Lance Leipold era, but you also now have been helping usher in the um, linguist era. Just, you know, thoughts on, you know, what it was like be- being able to play with Coach Leipold and, you know, now being able to co- play for Coach Mo. Yeah, I mean, obviously I'm super thankful for everything that Coach Leipold and his staff did for me. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they're the ones that signed that piece of paper. Um, up front for me and you know they developed me for the last three and a half four years and um, they've made me the quarterback that I am um, but you know college football is a ever-changing landscape and you know th- people are going to take opportunities when it, it's better for their families and that's understandable it's a business um, you know so super thankful and grateful for everything that they did for me um, but also super thankful and grateful for the opportunities that are presented with coach uh, coach Mo mm-hmm. and his staff um, you know, obviously the timing of everything that happened wasn't ideal, but it right. also, you know, it, it brings up a lot of adversity and adversity is what, you know, brings people together, um, in a team setting. And, you know, that's exactly what's happened. We've got, this team has come together, the coaching staff and the team has come together so much in the mm-hmm. last five-ish months. And, um, you know, I really am so happy to be a part of this team and this culture and this organization and to be able to be coached by a guy like coach Mo, um, it's really, truly a blessing. Yeah, it's it's crazy. I tell people that all the time. Like the fact that 
he had such a short or such a quick turnaround. Um, and for him to get you guys ready to go um, in such a quick fashion is, is crazy. But, you know, like you said, it's a part of the, the nature of the business. And, you know, to be able to be successful, you've got to be able to push through some adversity. So, you know, I definitely um, have enjoyed being able to see him come back, especially, you know, I, when I was at UB, he was our uh, DB's coach. So it's cool to be able to see him coming back and, you know, really just reinserting his roots into this uh, program. Um, so before I let you go, just wanted to ask you some quick hitter questions. Um, first of all, who would you say is your favorite all time UB teammate? Favorite all time UB teammate. Mm-hmm. That is a tough question. Cause I got a lot of them. Oh yeah. I'd probably say there's, I mean, I can't, I can't, I can't give one answer. It's got to be Jake Molnich, Coyote Yawashika, Dom Johnson, Taylor Riggins, um, and, you know, Keith Wetzel, now that he's come in, he, he's really grown and we've, our relationship has grown a lot. But uh, those first couple guys are the guys that I really, you know, grew friendships with coming in. And mm-hmm. those are the guys that um, I'm going to have lifelong like, friendships with. So, For sure. Um, for you as a quarterback, what's your, what is your favorite route to throw? Everybody says the go ball. Of course. Um, but I would say those intermediate balls, the ones that require a lot of accuracy, a lot of velocity, those ones are my favorites. For sure. Definitely got to, you know, make sure you're looking defenders off and manipulating the defense to be able to get those passes off. Um, for you, who or what is your go-to pregame song or artist? You know, one, which are, one of the other works for this answer. You know, I actually, I don't really have too much of a pregame um, ritual in terms of music, especially. Okay. Um, you know, I just kind of go with the flow. I get in my own little zone um, of just being relaxed because when I'm relaxed and having fun, that's when I'm at my best. Okay. Yeah, I was actually going to ask about that, too, because I know there's, you know, some some guys have certain superstitions and game day rituals like, oh, no, I need to put my socks on before I put on my, you know what I mean? Like, so is there a specific if there's not a game day superstition, is there like a game day tradition that you try to stick to or try to, uh, you know, keep going each week? Uh, Not really. I mean, besides really kind of like what I wear. There's nothing really that um, remains the same each week. I would say in high school, the night before every game, me and my uh, offensive coordinator would go and get wings oh, the nice. night before every time. Um, that was probably the only ritual I've really had. Okay. So. Gotcha, gotcha. All righty. Um, what is your favorite part about UB? The people, I would say. Everyone, everyone's everyone got such a nice uh, outlook on um, really everything. You know, it's mm-hmm. the, it's a really safe area. Uh, you know, you, you, you feel at home, whether you are here, you live here or not. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, everybody's looking out for you. Um, you feel like you could just leave your door unlocked and nothing would happen. Um, and you know, everybody loves their football. So. Most definitely. And before I let you go, you know, just getting back to more of the football side of things, you know, just looking ahead to the Ohio game, you know, just thoughts on the matchup and, uh, you know, what do you think you guys need to do to be able to, um, get back on track? Yeah, I mean, yeah, really excited for the opportunity this week. Um, you know, playing OU, that was the game that I uh, first started two years ago against. Mm-hmm. And um, 
we we lost by one point in overtime. So there's a little bit of a chip on my shoulder for this team. Um, and I, and I, I'm excited for this opportunity to get back out there and play them because we didn't get uh, the chance to play them last year due to COVID. Mm. Um, but, you know, they, they present you know a great challenge for us offensively, defensively, special teams. Um, you know, they do have a new head coach, but it's a coach that's been in the program and the culture for a super long time. Gotcha. Um, and they know how to win. Um, you know, and this is the Mac. This is um, a very competitive conference. And on any given day, anything can happen. And any team can play as well as they can or as bad as they can. So we have to make sure that um, we prepare all the way up until that first, that, that first ball is kicked. Mm-hmm. And um, – go out there and dominate the guys across from us and win our one-on-one battles. Um, and, you know, worry about where our feet are, worry about the rep that we're in and then moving on to the next one. And at the end of the day, the the numbers and the stats and the scoreboard, they'll take care of themselves. Absolutely. Nothing like a little bit of a, of a revenge game either too. So definitely love to hear that. So Kyle, I definitely wanted to thank you for your time. I really appreciate it. And, you know, I wish you the best of luck with everything. You know, it's been great to see you putting together the career you have. And, you know, I just hope you're able to continue pushing on and, um, you know, being able to right the ship before the season uh, closes out. So thanks again for joining us today. Yeah, thank you for having me. Had a lot of fun. Absolutely. This is Kyrie Demos. And just to let you guys know, this episode was presented to you by Bet Online. I'm signing off and we'll definitely be checking in with you all very soon. Stay tuned and horns up, y'all. listening to believe you can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform check us out at believe.com and search for b-l-e-a-v on youtube